This is how to protect your portfolio in times of crisis. This asset has proven to perform best during times of economic stress. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of The Bean Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to teach you how to protect your portfolio in times of crisis. This is an asset that we haven't really ever talked about before, but historically, it's actually proven to perform best out of all the other asset classes out there. Especially like during these times of inflation, recession fears, you know, potential conflict in Asia. You know, we're talking about an asset that has traditionally been a risk-off asset. So when markets are trembling and going down, you can move your portfolio into certain things like risk-off assets that they may not go up, but they won't go down as much as like tech stocks or, or crypto will, right? Mm. So it's important, you know, it might not be the sexy thing to talk about, but when you're talking about protecting your wealth and your money, that's important. Yeah, and I mean, look, where do you go in times of uncertainty and fear? You know, it's typically people go to like their blanket and, you know, their cozy place, their partner. So this is something that has been used for, it's been used as a currency since 600 BC. So it's been around for a while. Thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. So over the period, period of history, this is a place where people have hedged their bets against inflation, rising interest rates, times of uncertainty. So I think this is a sector that we really need to look at, especially because it falls under the commodity blanket. Definitely. And we've been preaching about commodities for months now, right? Yeah. And so what we're looking at is one of the best risk-off assets in the, in the world, which is still trading at what might be a cheap valuation, right? Yeah. And we might be what we might be entering what could be one of the riskiest periods in the market that we've seen in, you know, a decade. We got the midterm rally potentially coming up. We don't know if it's going to be a blue wave or a red wave. We have the Fed coming out on FOMC meetings declaring whether they're going to be inter increasing interest rates. Mm. Can we tame inflation? If we can't get everything under wraps and, and if, if inflation continues to spiral or if something happens, you know, over in Taiwan with China, that's right. You know, so this is a commodity asset that I think everybody needs some exposure to. So we'll go over maybe a company that maybe we'd look at. Yep. Uh, in addition to what role gold plays, you know, over the history of time. Exactly. So we're talking about gold and, you know, you know what gold is. It has a real world use case in jewelry, electronics, you know, it's it's very omnipresent in our society. And that's why, <laughs> unlike, uh, unlike fiat currencies, it has a relatively limited supply. You know, you can't just print gold like they print fiat. So when, when you know, the economies around the world started printing all this money, people immediately were like, well, the price of gold will rise. And gold did perform pretty well, especially in the COVID crash and then in the run-up after the COVID crash. Well, I mean, all of the markets performed well after that, but as they were printing all this money, printing trillions and trillions of dollars, people were like, okay, well, there's still the same amount of supply of gold relatively, but fiat is being increased exponentially. So, you know, it's, it's like a supply and demand thing. So I think a lot of people started looking at gold 
Maybe it hasn't performed as well over the last six months because you know the markets in general have tanked. But that's why we're looking at it now because you know you don't want to buy at the top. You want to buy low and sell high. So we're looking at a risk off asset that is still is looking like it may have bottomed or is near that area, right? Yeah, I mean, so was it back in November of 2020? It was sitting at 2,000. Uh, the price of gold and now it's sitting down around 1700 so it's really only lost a little bit of its value there is a bit of that dip here but it's still it is still making higher lows right and it's interesting when you compare it to something like bitcoin you know how much is bitcoin down since november 20 yeah like 80 percent or something right so yeah. for this to only be be down like 15 10, 10 to 15 percent mm-hmm. it's actually like quite small but there's that dip here and even in the COVID crash, when you look back to March, April, 2020, the entire market tanked. Gold stayed steady. So it proves time and time again that it is still a risk-off asset. Even if the, you know, when you look back to the 70s and the 80s, right? The last time the US experienced out-of-control inflation, rates were what, 8 9%? Gold performed extremely well. I think it was 35% annual returns on gold during those decades. Yeah. Unheard of. So yeah, from 1970... Gold is trading at $250. So as inflation started to run and spiked in 1980, so did the price of gold. It spiked at $2,300. That's like a 10X. So that's a 10X on gold in 10 years. Yeah. Right? I mean, 35% annualized returns compounded (laughs) during a time of, you know, recessionary, inflationary feelers, all that kind of stuff. That is why, you know, people have always thought in, in modern times, they always look back to how it performed then. And they're like, look, this is, it's proven that it's done this before. Now, all the, a lot of naysayers are saying right now, well, look at how gold has performed for the last six months. But, but what we're saying is zoom out. Yeah, zoom out. We might not be past these inflationary fears. Inflation is not coming down as fast as we thought it is. Yeah, it, there's a chance that we might be psyched. There was a, was it like the World Economic Forum or something? One of the or bigger banks, the World Banks, um, came out and said that there's a chance that inflation may just be here forever. Right. You know, it might have just cycled out of control and... There's nothing we can really do at this stage. We could be looking at a decade That's of right. like an inflationary period, right? Yeah. And think about if these inflationary rates, you know, it might not stay at 9% or 8%, but if it's hovering in that region for an extended amount of time, you know, think of what else could happen to affect that. Gold should, in theory, perform very well. So that's why we're looking at gold today. And we will get to eventually, you know, a company in the sector that we think is maybe has a potential to outperform the rest of the sector. Mm. But... You know, when you, when you deep dive into gold and why it is an inflation hedge, how it's performed in the past. It'll help you understand, you know, why maybe you need to have some exposure to it. For sure. Some gold stocks. I think what a lot of people think is that the worst is behind us mm. in terms of the markets, inflation, conflict. But I think the, the, the angle that we've been running with for this channel is that we have not hit the long-term bottom. No. The I markets don't. are going to see, I think, uh, some serious red months ahead. Yeah. And I think... You'd rather be in gold than in tech stocks or in some cryptos, right? Yeah. So I, what I, I want to actually, before digging into one of the companies that we came across, was what the central banks are doing. Because central banks are actually the key component of gold demand. They hold thousands upon thousands of metric tons of this stuff. And they do it, they do it for a few reasons. They do it to mitigate risk and to hedge against inflation. Um, what I really want to see is what, were they, what, what have they been doing recently? So according to a 2022 survey, central bank survey from 25% of respondents have plans to increase their gold reserves up from 21% in 2021. 
So banks will buy. So central banks, the primary function of a bank is to provide stability to the national currency. Right. Right. So they do this by setting interest rates, controlling inflation, et cetera. So they're trying to mitigate risk. So they do this because what's in, in, interesting, what JP Morgan says is that gold is money and everything else is just credit. Right. Right. So if these banks can, can, are can buying up gold right now, it's going to take gold out of the market and should in theory be driving up the price of gold supply shock. Right. Right. And that, that will, that could take a long time to play out. But, you know, these these banks and institutions, they're long-term players, right? They're not looking for short-term weak trades. They're looking mm. years, decades, right? So that's interesting that they're doing that. And even if you look back again in gold's history, it has a typically has a, a negative correlation with stocks and bonds. So if you are of the mind that stocks will continue to go down over the next, say, 6 to 12 months, and that the bottom of stocks is, say, mid-2023, well, if gold has a negative correlation to that, then you would think that that is something you need to add to your portfolio, again, as a hedge against the continued downfall of the markets. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense to me. And you don't know how long this will last for. And I do find it interesting as well from this um, survey that I dug up. Um, in 2022, central bank gold reserves are at their highest level since 1990. Wow. So they're really starting to accumulate right now. And I think the writing's on the wall. I think they can see... I think uh, an article came out today that the Bank of Canada is losing money for the first time ever. Interesting. Yeah. These banks and these governments, you know, what? Is, I don't know what's <laughs> going on there, but no wonder they're stacking gold. So, yeah, I think, you know, maybe we should be looking at gold as uh, adding mm. to our portfolio here. And even, you know, we made that episode about uh, wartime stocks last week, China-Taiwan conflict. Imagine if something breaks out there, the markets will tank gold based on its history should either stay flat or go up because what people do in times of crisis is get rid of risk assets and they go risk off. And what is the most well-known risk off asset in the world proven over thousands of years? It's gold. Yeah. And then, you know, if anybody follows Peter Schiff, the guy who is like constantly knocking Bitcoin and saying, look, everybody's eventually be turned to gold. When, when Bitcoin was ripping, everybody's like shitty on him, but he's kind of being proven to be right here a little bit. You know, he's saying gold is the best choice to provide a safe haven for for capital for capital amid a collapsing world economy, which yeah. is kind of happening right now. I mean, yeah, he's been calling for the collapse for a long time, and it is finally happening. We'll see if the price of gold. I mean, in the short term, it's kind of been brought down by the entire market, but I think he might be proven right. If you know, if these things continue, gold has a, a good chance of outperforming most other asset classes. Right. And you know, there's obviously many ways to invest in gold. You can buy gold like actual gold bars or jewelry, yeah. whatever, you can buy ETFs. But there's one particular company that we've been doing research on that it might have a bit of a leg up for a few reasons. You know, the valuation of the company may be a little skewed. They've got some interesting mining properties, right? They've got, they're doing some interesting things there. Gold Mining Inc. Yeah. The ticker is GLDG. Right. And um, I think what's interesting about them, so what we're looking at is when you take the gold reserves that they have and then you compare them, the valuation against their competitors it doesn't line up so i think what, what are the what are the numbers we got 260 an ounce is the sorry let's get a little tactical here the 260 an ounce gold gold that they have the industry standard is currently between 40 and 50 dollars per ounce so the gold reserves that they have are massively undervalued so then if you look at the market cap of the company when the when the you know if the company is to be properly valued 
there could be there's a there's a big difference between the potential stock price of where it is now and where it could be. No guarantees, of course. But it's it's an interesting thing that when you look into these companies, you know, you look for these gaps in the market, right? The price is different. So there's a potential, there's a potential potential there for sure. They're getting them at five dollars an ounce, right? But in comparison to deals that have occurred in so they're so when you're buying up gold, you can there's particular deals that are, are made within the industry and depending on the price of gold at the time and when you're buying up the asset it can actually be cheaper relative to other deals that have taken place in the industry right so for example with this company they were the av- their average gold price was five dollars per ounce other deals in 2022 were signed at fifty dollars an ounce that right. means with with gold mining with gold mining inc is the fact that if they were if if a big buyer came along and asked to get all the gold reserves from this company, it'd be well over worth $1 billion. Right. The market cap of this company is only $150 million. See? It's potential opportunity there. Right? Yeah. Comparatively to other companies in the sector. For sure. And, you know, then you look pat, then you look at what they're doing. So they've got all these different... You, you know, when, when you look at uh, mining companies, what you want to look at is the properties they have around the world. Where are they at in the stages? You know, how, are they depleting... Uh, they're you know they're big mines or are they opening new mines that are in good areas? So if you're looking at lithium or cobalt, whatever it is, but we're talking about gold today. So when you look into this company again, they have this um, this one property in Whistler, United States, um, and it is so when you compare it against the property it's next to, it's half the size in land mass and has half the reported gold resources. Yet the company that owns the other one has a market cap that's. $200 million more than Gold Mining Inc. Right. So again, you look at the numbers, if they have, you know, the res- potential gold yield from this property compared to the competitor pro- property, which is right next door, the valuation of the company, again, there's a gap there. Mm. So it looks like this one is potentially undervalued. Yeah, especially after the first point we just made about the dollars per ounce. They're, they're covered all across the Americas, right? Yeah. Locations all across South America, America itself and in Canada. So they have a whole number of different, you know, areas where they can be drawing resources from, you know, areas to dig exploration. So they have the whole Americas covered right now. And what I really like is the fact that BlackRock for anybody who follows our, our podcast religiously, um, BlackRock is a huge, they're starting to get into the crypto game, right? And it's a massive name in the investment space. So when you see a, a company like BlackRock is a key shareholder um, in this company, this is almost like a small small cap gem in a way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Only 150 sure. mil market cap. Yep. So I think that's an absolutely massive shareholder to kind of take note of. Definitely. So, you know, when, when you're looking for gems in spaces, and this applies to stocks, crypto, metals, whatever it is, it's like exactly what we just did. You want to look at the companies or projects and how they compare against their competitors, you know, if you find one company that has a market cap that is much smaller than a competitor, but yet they're doing the same thing and have the same amount of resources and have these big backers behind it, you know, whether it's crypto or gold or stocks, that's the company you look at. You don't want to look at the one with the inflated market cap. You want to look at the competitor that's doing the same thing, which might have a better future prospect, but has a smaller market cap. And I think that's what we've, we've potentially found today with Gold Mining Inc. Especially with who they're founded by. Um, you know, we always look at when we're, doing deep dives into our crypto projects and whatnot, we're always finding, you know, who's, who's the founders, who's the CEOs, who's the, who's on the advisory board. When you look at 
the com- this com- this guy, uh, his name is Amir Adani. He founded this company. And this is big because the two other companies that he's founded are they're in the uranium space, which is pretty neat. I think it's a maybe a sector we should be kind of digging into. Yeah, it's like another possible commodity, right? Right, super yeah. green energy. But his companies are on up on average 400%. Wow. So his companies tend to do very well mm. in the stock market. Another t- another green tick, right? Yeah. Interesting. So as an example, his uh, Uranium Energy Corp is up 1,000%. Right. So across the two, he's up 400%. So kind of interesting as well, the fact that his, his stocks do pretty well. And that just speaks to his management skills and corporate expertise. For sure. I mean, look, if you follow the podcast, this is a, this is a newish topic for us. We haven't talked about gold a lot, but... What we want to talk about on this show is any way you can make money or protect your money. And with the period of uncertainty we're heading into, I think it's, it's, it's something you should definitely look at. Look at adding a metal or inflation hedge. Uh, you know, we're heading into an uncertain period here in the markets. Or sorry, we already are in an uncertain period. Yeah. And if you're looking at gold as potentially undervalued like we are, this company, Gold Mining Inc., might be a hidden gem. Yeah. And... When you also look, there's a, lot, there's a lot of other things going on in the world too in terms of like energy and whatnot. And the fact that this this company also has some uranium under its under its belt as well. So uranium without a doubt is like one of the best performing energies uh, plays in the green energy space. And this actually has a uranium company under its holdings as well. Right. So the better uranium does, the better the portfolio of Gold Money Inc. does as well. I like it. Something to consider. For sure. I think that's uh, you know it's a pretty good rundown on what we think is um, something to look at to add to your portfolio. You know you don't want to be risk on all the time, and this no. is not the time to be risk on. Look at risk off assets, inflation hedges. Uh, look at gold. Look at gold mining Inc. Yeah, so a bit of a different episode. We hope you guys really like this one. If you want to smash the like subscribe button, that really help us a lot. And tune to the next episode. That one's gonna be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.